Hello and welcome to the Joshua Nima Show where you get a shot of truth with your coffee. Well, welcome back. I am glad to be back with all of you guys. We have some big, exciting things coming up, including our anniversary show that will be here in a few weeks. So stay tuned. But today, for this special episode, we have Anna. Anna, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me, Josh. I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. It seems like uh, so much has happened since the last time we've talked. The world's um, gone a few places. We've had the Ukraine issue. We've had um, things here domestically recently. But, um, and to think from where we even started, since we're talking about the anniversary show. But today, we are going to talk about the Supreme Court and the leak that happened and the fallout that's coming in. So, Anna, why don't you give us a little uh, uh, Cliff Notes version of what's going on? So, it's been recently linked uh, to Politico and to the news press that uh, the justices are probably going to overturn Roe versus, um, versus Wade. And... This is a big deal because this is this was set about 50 years ago and there's opinions of the course that's been written uh, I believe by Alito in why Roe versus Wade doesn't stand mm-hmm. and that's essentially the cliff notes uh, Roe versus Wade gives women and people the right to have abortions so yeah this is where this is where we are at. So, um, I think Anna encapsulated it pretty well. So, within the last few days, Politico has broken. Usually the decisions come out in June, but I guess the Supreme Court wanted to be part of our anniversary lead-up. So, um, Politico leaked the decision that they're planning on overturning Roe versus Wade. And I know... Our listeners have many different opinions when it comes to whether they're pro-choice, pro-life. And I'm not going to delve so much into that. I think everybody knows where they stand individually and people don't get moved. I'm pro-life because of my religious views. But, 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 I feel that there's certain issues that just like I don't want someone policing my decisions, what I do based on what they feel, I wouldn't want to superimpose my beliefs on someone else and um, become the policeman of other people. So whether it's pro-life or pro-choice, it's another story. But uh, an issue here, no matter what side of the spectrum you fall on, is um, our right to privacy. And when you think about the Fourth Amendment, it tells us that you have the right to privacy. You don't have. Uh, you have a reasonable right not to have searches and seizures done on you. And so, if you overturn Roe versus Wade, you it starts a slippery slope that could affect all of our lives outside of this, but so many other issues about our privacy. Where do you land on this, Anna? Oh, I 100 percent agree. I don't. I do not view Roe versus Wade um, as a reproductive um, 
um, rights case more mm-hmm. more than a uh, privacy law uh, privacy case. Right, because uh, I think you're. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, because I was gonna mention that even like Alito mentions in this ninety something page document that we don't have a right to privacy and started and started referring to cases that like it seems like he does not view Stan either such as um, such as um, well there's uh, so many of them but this... yeah I'm like reading them like loving versus Virginia which is right. the oh the interracial um, marriage yeah yeah interracial marriage well, that's or... that's a slippery slope I wanted to hit on because so often in the Supreme Court in the last 20 years, roughly, every time there's an opening, the justice gets brought up to the Senate and they hold the hearings. And the question they always ask is, are you going to overturn Roe versus Wade? And every judge, whether they're conservative or liberal, says the same exact line and you can parrot it. And they all say, it is precedent, and we can't overturn precedent. And so we might look at other cases, but this is something that's uh, set in stone, basically, and we deal with other issues. And so um, Obama, you have to remember, there's so many issues that tie in together. But Obama got cheated out of a Supreme Court justice that was taken from him in his last year of presidency by Mitch McConnell. And so he lost a justice that gave the Republicans an extra one. And then in Trump's presidency, he got an extra justice as well because Ruth Bader Ginsburg died just before the 18 midterms. And even though they said Obama couldn't fill the seat in his last whole year of presidency, in about a 30-day window in the lead-up to 18... McConnell pushed through an extra judge before people could vote and let their voices be heard. And so the court is now stacked six to three on the conservative side. And I'm not here to argue about conservative or liberal when it comes to the court. It should just be they need to follow the law and do that. But when you've done this, you've stacked the deck. And so now um, all the judges said, oh, Roe versus Wade is precedent, so we're not touching it. Well, magically that they have this giant majority, they've decided to throw it out the window. But if you throw that out the window, if precedent no longer stands, then you have to think what other laws are they planning on overturning if precedent isn't an issue. And you said, Anna, um, interracial marriage, which is there. But I think before they get to that one, I don't know if they're in a rush to get there, but I think before they get to that one, the next thing they're going to do um, to repeal and take back is gay marriage. And here's the trick. If you take away, and Anna, tell me if you agree with this, if you're able to take away gay marriage, then it immediately, if you could do that, then instantaneously you could say, well, interracial marriage is out the window, too, because if you could decide who can be married, then what's the difference between one and the other? And my view is, 
if straight people are able to be miserable together, then you should allow, you know, the gay people to have the same right to be miserable. And so whatever you feel about that, but if you take away that, then you lose interracial marriage. And I think they end up going after Brown versus the Board of Education, which is uh, integration of our society and going back to separate but equal. So now that I've filibustered you, Anna, um, what are your thoughts? Oh, I agree. Um, well, okay. I do think that our like privacy laws have been, we're actually starting getting stripped before Roe versus Wade. Well, the Patriot this, Act. This go, that's yeah, yeah, this has been going on for but, yeah. yeah. I think this has been going on for years, and it was sort of just building up to this moment, and so. Yeah, I think if this gets overturned, like what else is going to get overturned? Um, because I think people, I think um, people, no matter what their uh, romantic and sexual orientation is, should have the right to to marry mm -hmm. um, the person they want to marry, as long as they're both legal adults. So it's absolutely ridiculous that this is happening. I'm not surprised. Um, and to be honest, I do not think it's just the Republicans fault on this. I think a lot of this is Democrats fault. You're absolutely not, right. Yeah. For not codifying, um, Roe versus Wade, even though they had about 50 years to do it, they, they could have done it under Obama and they didn't when they had both the house and the Senate. Well, not just on that issue, but if you look at this last, we're actually about to say two years, because I'm used to saying this last year, but what really has upset me, and I've raised hell about it so much, I used to raise hell about DACA, I switched, but voting rights, they had all the power in this last year, and they left that on the table, and really it's a shame on President Biden, it's shame on this administration, they uh, tucked tail and ran, and they've just left so many issues that they could have dealt with when they had power. And now the Supreme Court is overturning things. And in November, say the Republicans sweep the House and the Senate, all progress is stopped probably the next decade. And so when you have power, you have to use it. And the Democrats to a certain degree have squandered it. What do you think, Anna? Well, yeah, I think they they completely um, messed up, but I don't even think they quote-unquote messed up. I think this is just active, like, not carrying on their end. So you think they, they're giving lip service to get the grassroots to be happy, but they really didn't have an interest? Correct. I don't think they actually, like, had a real interest. Because if they cared, they would have done something. This, um, you know, is like I'm seeing like now people like bringing up 2016 and going, oh well, if you voted third party in 2016, this is all your fault or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it like Hillary Clinton won. The popular vote. It was literally the electoral college. Wait, can vote. you repeat that again? Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Yes, she vote. did. Yes, she did. Um, 
by about three million, if I remember the number correctly. Yes, the election that was a. Uh, well, I don't want to get into what the Republicans have done about twenty twenty, but yes, the twenty sixteen race, um, there was sabotage there, and you could just picture where we'd be as a country right now without um, that. But yes. But anyway, it's. Democrats and liberals love to um, blame, blame Susan Sarandon like she's yeah. God or something and had the magic wand. Yeah, or like, you know, people that voted third party um, as if like they didn't have power themselves to do anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's and they always brought like Roe versus Wade in like a lot of these like elections. You know, as a as a like, oh, like you need to vote for us, so we will keep Roe versus Wade, and people do vote for them, and like nothing happened um, in regards to codifying the law. Well, I think you're right about that, but you're. It really isn't just that issue, but you could look across the board, and it's just issue after issue that they've sat on their hands and it's lovely to say oh it's mansion and cinema and both of them i hold in great disdain but sometimes you need to play hardball and you need to tell these people listen um we're gonna get this through do you want to cooperate and be a team player or do you want to be stripped of your committees do you want to you know have other things because you can't allow two people to stop a whole country and so while they were acting bad, there was many things that could have been done to get around that. Take the case to the American people. They needed to get on Air Force One and land in Virginia, land in Arizona, go to these places where they're being obstructionist. And you say, listen, we wanted to help you with unemployment. We wanted to help you get your jobs and your economy back. We wanted to get your kids in better education. We wanted to deal with so many things. But your senator here, your congressperson, is sitting there doing nothing. And so if you want there to be a change, call them up. And if you travel the country and you're going stop by stop and putting on blast the senators and congresspeople who sat there and obstructed, I think you'd have a very different approach. And so I think this administration hasn't gone as aggressive as it could to affect the change that needed to happen. And now we're seeing the chickens come home to roost. And so that's why you have to act and you have to work while you can, because there'll be a time you can't. And you see here, and this isn't really about Roe versus Wade or any of these other issues. These are all about politics. Let me let you in on a little secret. We talk about politics like it's this big, giant thing, and you need a master's degree to understand it. But all this really is, it's about your everyday life. It's about your working conditions. It's about the schools your kids get to go to. It's about whether you have clean air or water. It's about the roads you drive on. It's about the protections you have. It's about whether we go into foreign wars that we shouldn't be in. It's about all these things that affect our day-to-day -day life. And magically, we throw the word politics on it so people say, oh, I'm not interested. Take that label off. What it really is, it's how you live your life. It's the day-to-day -day things that affect you. And when you don't 
participate, other people will make the choices for you. And it doesn't always turn out the way you want them. So that's why we have to vote. That's why we have to turn out. But that's why once the people do vote and do turn out, it's up to the elected officials to then act on that, on the mandate they got, and be the voice for the people. Because if we vote and then you sit and do nothing, then what good is it? What do you think, Anna? Oh, I generally agree. I I do think that in the end, like I just think like all of this it, it's just like it just leads up to this one huge problem. Like all of this stuff is interconnected, such as um, the fact that Roe versus Wade is being repealed at the same time as, uh, for instance, um, um, birth rates are going down, which is going, which is like going at the same time as, as Republicans wanting to uh, continue the uh, prison pipeline and mm-hmm. make it and criminalize people so that they would go to prison which by the way prisons are it's just free it's just free labor it's slavery it's for the that, government and it's also uh, the, to many people the only way they get mental health care cuz we don't have mental health care in this country we fought for years about whether we should have regular health care but we don't have mental health care for people and that's the largest uh, place to get it and so uh Prison and everything about that's a whole nother can of worms. But yeah, you're right. So I think all of this is just interconnected. And I I think we have a long way to go. I think, I think it's sort of a shame that people are only starting to wake up now when Roe versus Wade is going to get repealed. Mm-hmm when these issues of like privacies and what people rights have um has been happening for years and years and years well it's been happening for decades and really it's so strange to say this because i don't feel like i'm that old but um the patriot act back at the start of the of the war in quotation marks on terror and it's the most ill-named thing there's nothing patriotic about it but that they took our rights away they could look through everything violate the american people's privacy for a fake war to begin with and then you see it keeps expanding and it keeps expanding and this big government they control all of it and what's worse now is it's not just the government because hypothetically you could vote people out but big tech, and this is another big thing, you know everybody's raising heck about Twitter, but big tech knows every single thing about you. Everything you look at, everything you like, all your text messages, emails, all this. And they then turn around and sell that to advertisers, sell it to the government, sell it to these things. And so that's how, even without the Patriot Act now, even without all these other things that take away our privacy, 
our government's getting around having to disclose to us what they're doing because they're letting big tech go and do it. They're letting Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everybody else go and get all our data. And then they just buy it. And then they say, well, we can't tell you anything. There's nothing to disclose because the government's not doing it. Well, no, because you're partnering up with Verizon and everybody else and letting them do it for us. And so the illusion of privacy is such a, a fake one at this point. There is no privacy, sadly. And it's not even about things you want to hide. But it's the idea that every person has the right to their beliefs and their actions and whatever else. And it's not up for public consumption. And yet they've taken that away from us, the American people. And we're being sold like we're on the stock market. They just sweep up all our information and put it out there. And you know these elected officials won't, wouldn't like it if all of a sudden we were able to read their text messages. You hear what's going on with uh, this congressman in North Carolina, Madison Cawthorn, who uh, I don't think should be in office. But regardless of that, his, all his stuff is being leaked now. And it's a very nasty, messy thing. And he's being destroyed because it's being leaked. And that's what's going on, Is except it happens to us, the American people. And so it's finally being turned on the elected officials. So we'll see if they make a change to that. But the right to privacy is so sacrosanct. And that's being taken away. And this decision, it's not really about abortion. As I told you, I believe life is sacred. But it's not about, about this issue. What it's about is them ever encroaching further, 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 one step at a time, until basically every thought you have, every action you take, everything's marked down. And they decide what we can do or not do anymore. And it's time for the American people to stand up and say, hell no, we're not going to take this anymore. We demand our right. We demand our freedom. Think about the First Amendment, the freedom of speech, the freedom of expression, the freedom of religion. And it's freedom, freedom, freedom. And it's being taken away by the government, by these unelected people on the Supreme Court, by people who've stacked the court and this has gone on for decades and i think it's time for people to wake up and go wait a second if they do this here then they take away different people's rights to be married they inevitably go after brown versus education because the goal is to take us back to the 1950s because that's the last time for these people that things were good. And I wonder why that is, if you think about what was different in the 50s compared to now. But I've gone into a filibuster, Anna. What do you think's <laughs> happened? Well, I generally agree. There's, I, I have really, like, no debate against you on that. Because, um, really, this is across the line. It doesn't matter about your politics. You could be yeah. very conservative. You could be uh, AOC Bernie Sanders liberal. It's not about left or right on this. It's about the people. It's about us, our rights, our ingrained rights given to us by God to be free and live our life. And whichever side is taking that freedom away from us, it's a problem. But we see it happen here, and we've seen marches going on now. I don't know how it's going to end up by November, 
But I think it's time for people to realize it's not really about this issue. It's about whether you have the right to say what you do, if you have the right to decide your actions, whether it's about smoking, I think that's a bad habit, drinking, drug, well, not drugs, I took it too far there. But whatever you do, you have the right to do that. Think of it as a libertarian-ish concept, not a libertarian, but the idea is people should have the right to do what they choose to do and feel the consequences of their actions. And as long as they feel the consequences, people should have the right to live their lives without other people forcing them. Because if you think about this, say the Democrats said, you know what, the Supreme Court's going to rule that you can't drive cars anymore because it's bad for the environment, that you can't eat meat anymore because that's wrong or this or that conservatives would be in an uproar saying you don't have the right to do this it's our life well it's the exact same concept regardless it's your life people should be able to make the choices they want whether i completely disagree with them but it's that's the whole idea what america is we're not china for god's sakes so how yeah, do you been... go ahead anna close oh, us out so here yeah. what do you think at the end of the day this is just a privacy issue uh and is about infringing the rights of other people uh like you said this is really not about like people's beliefs as as much as we like to pretend this is about like life a life argument no it's not it's really not especially in regards to the fact that we know that roe versus wade like it being repealed isn't going to get rid of abortion in a lot of states mm-hmm. it'll get rid of it in some states but for instance it won't get rid of it in california right and so like this law being repealed will disproportionately affect people who can't travel out of their state so lower class people mm-hmm. um working class people it's not going to affect upper class people who can't get an who can get an abortion who has an access to it right it affects the it affects the people who work two and three jobs and they are finding it hard especially with inflation going through the roof but making it just as it is and now we're adding another burden into their life because it doesn't affect people you're right about that go ahead yeah and so i think that what we should also be looking at is just about how these repealings of these laws and uh, it disproportionately affects the working class. It does not affect as much as people and uh, people who have money who can mm. leave to different states. And that really sounds like every law that comes down the pipe, it affects the quote unquote little people. And those who are powerful and wealthy and well-connected are always have some kind of loophole around it. And that's the problem with politics and the government in our society, is it's not equal protection under the law. It's um, the highest bidder gets what they want. And that goes to lobbyists, that goes to super PACs, that goes to everything. But and so as you were saying, 
it's all interconnected and I know that I've taken us all over the board today, but it's because everything is so interconnected. Yeah, it's, it's all interconnected and it's, it's something that takes a long time to like even talk about because sometimes like you just need like a whole chart to just look mm-hmm. at the domino effect of, of all of these laws in place. You're, you're right about that. And it's, uh, it seems like uh, we need to cut out of retirement a little bit because there's so much hell to raise. Anna, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, look forward to in the next few weeks having you back for our anniversary special. But um, thank you for coming on and bringing this to us. Uh, thank you for having me, Josh.